Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone Podcast with Jaguars senior writer, John Ozier. All right, welcome to this week's Ozone Podcast, and I'm uh, joined this week by Jaguars left tackle Cam Robinson. I'm excited about this because, as I told him right before the start, um, it, if I'd asked Cam to come in here six, seven years ago when he first got here, might have gotten an eye roll, might not have gotten a guy to show up because he just didn't like doing it. Uh, first of all, welcome in, and I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, no, no problem. Thank and you for having me. Am I right in that? Because you've become sort of a guy that the media likes talking to, and I know you probably don't love it, but yeah. you don't mind it like you were. Yeah. Uh, talk about that change a little bit. Um, oh, no, I think it's just something that happened naturally. I'm still not the most um, – I don't know. I think it's just my comfort level. So sure. I have to get extremely comfortable with people just because, I mean, like, if you, for example, if you see me in the locker room just like on an everyday basis, then like my teammates have known about my personality for – right forever is because I'm around them the most and they, they they see it a lot and they see me a lot. So, um, yeah, I think it's just – I think that's the only thing that's really changed, honestly. Gotcha. Yeah. It, is it crazy to think – as I was prepping for this last night, seventh year. Mm-hmm. I assume it's gone by in a blink, it's right? It's flown by. It's, um, it's flown by. Can't even – I can't even – can't even explain it. It's been crazy, but um, it's like you blink. Now they always you blink tell you that when you come in, right? The yeah. vets probably told you that you didn't 100%, believe. One thousand percent. Um, I don't even know if it was that I didn't believe him. It's just kind of something that when you when you're that young, you don't see you don't see the sure the you don't even you you don't know that you don't know. You just kind of <laughs> you just kind of rolling with the punches and just kind of just kind of going with it and um just kind of going with the flow. But the older you get, you kind of you're. you're you kind of learn to be in the moment more, appreciate every situation, mm-hmm. um, because you. I mean, you know, you're closer to being on on the back end than you are to the front right. end. So, um, yeah, I think that's just something that you eventually start to develop appreciation for, and that you just everything is the most important part is the most important important point is the point right. we're at now is just being in the moment. I was thinking about this last night, and uh, I guess your career, you have seen and been through. Just personally, I'm talking about you tear your ACL in uh, year two. Second have year. to come back from that. Yeah. Um, have an injury last year. Yeah. Also, you play on the franchise tag. Yeah. You wait and get the big contract. I guess my point is you've sort of seen everything the NFL has to offer on that front. Absolutely. Um, what's the key to sort of making it through a starter your whole career? Yeah. Um what do you know about the NFL now that you didn't know when you were a kid um, on those fronts? Yeah. Just how to make it, I guess, because you're a pro. Right, been right, doing right. A long time. I think, well, the, 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 the thing I did was when I first got in, I just kind of followed the guy. I mean, because you're, you're green and you just, I think when you first get in, you're just trying to be a sponge and just take in as much as possible. Right. But I think what I really just kind of did a good job of is just pay, paying attention to the older guys and just how they approached every day. Um, guys like, like really my guy, Linder was yeah. my, Linder was my, I, right? talk, okay. I, I still talk to him to this day. That was my, that was my guy. I love him to death. And, um, that was who I just kind of like followed behind and just kind of, I don't even know if he know. I don't even know if he knows how much I took from him or right. how much I, but I was just not just watching everything he did and the way he went about his business on a day to day and the way, um, the way he approached everything professionally. Um, and just the way, just the way he carried himself on and off the field. Um, what's the difference in uh, the ability to prepare, the ability to know what's going on 
uh, for a rookie compared to what you are now? Well, you follow me? Just to sort of get it and know how to go perform and be consistent every week. Right. Um, I think what you do is – well, when you're younger, you don't even – when it comes to preparation, I don't even – I think you're just trying to find yourself. You're just trying to find, like, your your routine and just kind of trying to find what works for you. The older you get, you kind of get a grip onto what works for you and kind of what, what, what serves you best. Okay. And you just kind of – I think you just kind of find that sweet spot and just kind of stay in it. Okay. Um, I mean, if you need to make tweaks – if you feel like you need to make tweaks here and there, of course, there's always um, space to do that and there's always opportunities to do that. But I think it's just finding a – Finding a routine, finding finding that balance, and just just sticking to it. I'm always fascinated to talk to Alabama guys. There's such a, I guess, a fraternity. Maybe the way uh, Miami used to be. There's such a fraternity among you guys, and uh, such a pride. Uh, how has playing there influenced your career? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think what uh, it's funny because I think about this a lot, um, especially recently. I think what I what I maybe took from Coach Saban is just the whole program there is. Um, it's honestly just to just the the workers' attitude and the never being satisfied, never feeling like you got it, or never feeling okay. like you got a grip on it, or never feeling like you. This funny story I remember. So after my sophomore year, um, we had won we won a national championship. We had played Clemson and we we beat them okay. and we won a national championship. And so we're in our meeting. I think it was like that Monday or two, whatever that next that next team meeting. And everyone's before he, everyone's always sitting in the team meeting room. And then he comes walking in and he addresses the team. So we're all sitting there, just kind of laughing, chopping it up, and just um, enjoying ourselves. And he walks in the room and he's talking, and we're still like loud. And, you know, and he's like, "I don't understand why we why, why we're so damn happy. We really didn't play that well." And I was just <laughs> like, "I was just like." Like man, like we just won a national championship, and still the only thing is, I mean, of course he allowed us to, he allowed us room to celebrate and enjoy it and do all that, but he just always did a really good job of keeping us with that workers mentality and with that just never, never getting complacent. No complacency, never feeling like you got it. It's always something to get better at. It's always something to work on. And um, I honestly, just the workers mentality, I think, is what I took most from him. Are there still times you hear him in your head? All the time. Is that right? One hundred percent. Um. 100%. 100%. I think it's just – I don't even know if it's that I hear things – I don't even know if it's that I hear him in my head. It's just so much stuff that he says stuck with right. me. And it's just that constantly replays in my mind. Yeah, you're walking through – maybe you don't want to go work out that day. And yeah. You're like, well, if I did that, yeah. he's going to be you – know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like he, It's just kind of like he instilled that – it's just like he instilled a certain – just like a certain worker blue-collar attitude. Right. Like it's not just going to happen – you got to work for it, and every and everything you do, and and what you do in practice is what you're going to do in the game. There's no f- switch. You can't just turn right. it on and just, um, and just do what you want in the game. You got to work on what you want to get better at. And um, yeah, I think just that just that work yeah. is attitude. I know you're a guy who follows uh, the league. You're a fan of the league, mm-hmm. so I assume you watch analysis um, some. Give me. The, I'm always probably. More with offensive linemen than any other position. Yeah. I'm always fascinated by, out of the analysis that you see, mm-hmm. how much is correct? Um, <laughs> as, as far as as far as well, just when people get on there and say, "Hey, uh, oh, other people like analyzing uh, us." Yeah, this okay. lineman did this. This because yeah. I know from experience that it, it's so hard for outsiders, and I think right. you guys get that as you get older. Yeah. It's hard for outsiders to analyze you guys because you got to do it. But you don't understand the blocking scheme. You don't right, understand, right, right. Yeah. I so, mean, um, it's just a lot that goes into it. I honestly don't. Um, 
There's a lot of analysts that really do a good do a good job, and they know their stuff, and they really lock in, and they really focus on um, on their job. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just some. It's. I mean, it's going to be. What year do you learn to shut it out? It's going to take a. It's <laughs> going to take a. For me, it took. I think it was year four or five. Okay. To where I, you just kind of get like, man, I don't care. Like, I right. don't care what people think. I don't care because I mean, I think the natural instinct for any player probably any person in general is you want to be liked so you want to be you want to feel like you're appreciated and you want to feel like you're but I think once you get over the 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 the, that mental hurdle of just everybody not gonna like you everybody not gonna like it's always it's always no it's never going to be all good right you finally learn that no matter how well you play it's never going to criticize it's never going to be all good like somebody's gonna have something to say but I think the point the point where I got to that point where I was just like bro I don't care it was probably year four year five because you knew, I guess you learn that you're going to get the feedback that you want and need that matters. Yep. While you're from in the coaches, the, from your teammates, while you're in the building. So you learn to sort of just trust that and listen to the cliche of you can't worry about the haters. I guess. Yeah. Is well, that, I was not even in, not I'm, the I'm haters. Not say, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I get what you're saying. Definitely not. But I think it's just the fact that you just learn who's in you. You learn who's opinion is actually like important right and um it's just like i mentioned that natural instinct to want everybody to like you and want everybody to say nothing but good stuff about you i won't never but i think once you just kind of get over that and i think the fun part is you can kind of notice it when it happens for guys and i know for me it was sure that year four that year four or year five and i honestly think that's when my game started to take even more steps and just kind of started to get better and better every year. And that's um, when you know you're a pro, right? I mean, yeah. That, that's, that's sort of the... Yeah, I think that's part of it. Now, I remember uh, when I first got back here in 2011, uh, David Garrard saying something to me along the lines of, uh, you can see he was a quarterback, got mm-hmm. criticized all the time. Offensive linemen are always criticized because if you give up a sack out of 70 plays, you've had a bad game. Yeah, 100%. right. So it's the only position you can lose. You can win 90-something percent of your reps and, and consider that. used to say it to me all the time. He said, if... if if a, if, a, if a linebacker had as good a game as I did. All pro. Right. Every, 100%. And for a linebacker, you can make it up mm-hmm. because you can go force a fumble and you've had a great game. Mm-hmm. You have a lousy game, you get an interception, all of a sudden you're a hero. 100%. So um, out of all the guys on this team, everybody likes football. Everybody mm-hmm. loves football. Uh, from listening to teammates and from being around you, um, it seems like you're never happier than when you're playing. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Yeah. 100%. Am I reading that right? I mean, yeah, I think it's just not even – well, I don't even know if it's that I'm never happier. That's just when I can become, like – that's just when I can, like, cut it off. That's just when I can just, like, cut loose. Like, no – not a worry in the world. Not a, I'm not worried about anything going on off the field. I'm not worried about – like, when I'm on the field, the only thing that matters is what's happening on the field. Right. And so I think I just try to – I try to keep it to the point of – when you were however old you were when you started playing this game, five, six, seven, eight, however old you were, you were, you started playing the game because it was fun. Right. So I think it's important to not because I think in my couple like a couple year stretches we had around here, it, it could kind of start to <laughs> it, it was rough and it's just like damn, like whatever, like right. And you can kind of start to lose that. So I, I think I kind of just kind of wanted to make a commitment to myself to never lose the. Never lose the 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 reason of the, my why sure. of why I started playing the game in the first place. So um, when I'm on the field, I'm just having a ball. And that comes out. It, I I talked to you earlier this year about uh, and I'd some of your teammates about I guess sort of camisms during the game. Yeah. You know, uh, and w- would you consider yourself a trash talker? 
uh, a talker or because <laughs> you have some dialogue going during yeah. the game. I'm, I'm not a tra- I think it's just more casual. I think I'm more casual talk. If somebody starts talking crazy to me, I'll probably I'm definitely going to say something back. Right. But um, just more ca- the older I get, it just turns into more like casual talk. Because one thing I notice is that. All that talking makes you tired. <laughs> once, you're, <laughs> once you're tired, more I mean, tired you, as you get older. One hundred percent. You kind of well. When you get older, you just kind of learn the ways to kind of pres- preserve yeah. as much as much as you can because you know you're gonna need uh, it. All right, dog. Keep yeah, going. yeah. So because yeah. you know you're gonna need it. So um, yeah. I think the game the game slows down and you kind of just start to see everything slower and it's uh, it's honestly actually just a lot more like casual conversations. But your teammates talk a lot about and even when you were a rookie, I remember Nate Hackett telling me that you were a guy who the teammates responded to and mm-hmm. uh if there was something going on you were going to be the first guy there helping a guy up yeah. pushing an, an opponent away yeah. um they respond to that during the game don't I know, like do you feel responsibility for that a little bit of keeping guys up keeping guys going um i don't even know if i feel like it's a responsibility I, that's just how i always have played um i'm gonna be, always always be the, be the one helping teammates up always be the one I'm going to have any teammates I have. I'm going to always have their back. I'm always right there behind them. And it's just, uh, I don't know where That's that comes the from. About to you, yeah, right? I, I, don't, I don't know where that comes comes from, but it's just, it always has been there for me. And um, it's not something that I honestly put too much thought into or nothing that I plan right. or nothing that I, it's just a natural, it's just a natural thing for me. You probably wouldn't like, it sounds like you wouldn't like an individual sport as much. Like you like the team, yeah, not one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because some days when you come in, the teammates is what gets you. Like there's there's days when you come in, you are just like, oh man, I'm tired. Oh man, yeah. I don't feel. Oh man, I feel like man, I might not be feeling up to. And you like the teammates always will always get you through. You get in and you get around the teammates. You get around their energy, right? Um, you get around the guys, and it just always just like lifts you up. Um, I think it's you and Smoot behind Shatley as the yeah. most tenured guys. Yeah, me and Smoot. Uh, do you like that leadership role? I mean. You probably don't even work to do it, but mm-hmm. you're clearly a leader in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, I guess like it's probably even the wrong thing. It's just something that kind of came natural, right? Yeah, um, I think it is, and I think that's exactly you. You phrased it perfectly. I think it's just something that it's just it was just like a natural maturation for me. Um, it's never nothing that I've always. It's never anything that I've tried to force. I always feel like the good one. One thing that I've I feel like that I've taken from good coaches that I've had in mm-hmm. the past is that. The, their leadership always just felt natural. It never feels like they're trying to force anything on you or force you to do anything like they do or force you to – they kind of just lead by example and kind of just – it's just natural leadership has always been important. And knowing knowing how to lead, knowing everybody doesn't respond the same way to everything, knowing um, – just learning learning people, learning your teammates. Um, so I think that's been – that's a huge part of it for me, just being like uh, – just being a, a natural leader. On a week like this where you've uh, – Tough loss, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you've been around long enough to know these kind of losses happen. 100%. Is that a big message to younger teammates, or do they even need to hear it? Like, um, you guys kind of get it. Yeah, I think I think for the, for the most part, um, for the most part we get it. But, I mean, there's always – um, just I think you kind of just want to echo that. All right, let's flush it. Let's just flush mm-hmm. it. Put it behind, put it behind us. We didn't play well, so we lost the game. We turned the ball over. We did like it's more concerning if you play well, you do everything right, and then you still lose the way we did. <laughs> like if you play the way we play, yeah. Right. If you play the way we play, you'll lose. You're going to lose the football right. game the way we, especially against a great team, and that's a great right. team. Um, so when you play a great team, the the 
the the margin for error is extremely small, and we didn't play well against a good team, and we lost. That's right. we lost. So um, that's that's it. That's what it was. Not put too much thought into it. Let's think the the mindset was just kind of let's come in, let's watch it, let's get over it, and then let's move on. I may have asked this last year, but when we talked, uh, the run hadn't quite happened. Yeah. As somebody who's been here since the beginning, you had a playoff year your first year, then went through as you said some tough times. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it mean to you to be a part of it? It's special. Of this? It's special. Um, it's extremely special. And the older – I think the older I get, the more appreciation I have for it. Just kind of going through those ups, those downs. I've seen <laughs> – <laughs> You've seen some downs, but – Man, I've seen – I've seen, but I've seen the, the highs of highs that we've had in Jacksonville for probably in the last 10, 15, 20, however many years. I've been a part of those. And the lowest of lows, I've, I've also been a part of those. So I've been – Five minutes from a Super Bowl, and right. I've been number one pick two years in a row. Right. Number like so, I've kind of, I've kind of had the, um, I've kind of had the, 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 I've, I've, I've been through all the ups and downs, and right. um, you kind of just develop an appreciation for for the ups and those downs, and um, because it kind of just molds you and turns you into the type of, sure. the type of player and the type of person that um you're ultimately going to become. Yeah, to come out on the other side is pretty cool. Yeah. The uh, last thing we do, I uh, call it the Ozone Five. The very quickly what's the best binge watch ever for you best binge watch ever um it's two (laughs) alright so on Netflix I started I know I was a couple years late on it but it was easily one of the funniest things I've ever watched on Netflix the, the just the show Last Chance You okay about the the junior college okay. and gotcha. um, I know it they did one in Mississippi and it was funny because I had a couple of teammates in college that came from that okay they came from that junior college so I binge watched that and just one of my favorite shows ever that I binge watched during the pandemic was this show called Snowfall okay um, and it comes on FX um, okay the, I think the last season of it was recently just I think maybe last year I binge watched that. So Snowfall and uh, Last Chance You were probably two of my favorites. Um, I like that. Binges. Uh, a last song you heard coming in this morning. Mm. Amen by Drake. Okay. A-M-E-N. Yeah, and uh, i show you how hip I am. I hear he's got a new album dropping. Is yep. that correct? It was, it just, I think it came out maybe a week or two ago. Okay. Well, that's about as hip as I can yeah, get. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's from that, that song is from that album. Best ex Bama player in the NFL right now. Um, I already phrase it. The guy at Bama that just—I mean, so much talent, but the guy that just stood out from the rest. Because there's usually one where you're like, "Man, that guy." Yeah. For me, defensively, there's two. Um, probably Minka Fitzpatrick and okay. Ruben Ruben Foster. Okay. The two that just jump out, that always jumped out. These guys who are different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when I first, well, offensively, I would probably go Derrick Henry and okay. um, Amari Cooper. Yeah, it's one of people. Yeah. Yeah, Amari Cooper. People forget Amari was like a Heisman finalist. Yeah. Last year in college. Yeah. yeah. He, went, he was crazy. But, um, yeah. It's a lot of names. I can see why you're yeah, it's, it's, talking about national championships. Yeah. It's, uh, can you remember every college loss? Absolutely. That yeah, it was absolutely. I can name them all. I can name every year, every team, every. I know exactly my freshman year. We lost the regular season game to Ole Miss to Evan. It was Evan in them. Okay. Um, we lost the regular season game to Ole Miss, and then we lost our first round of the playoff game. We lost out of the playoffs to Urban, uh, Ohio State. Yeah. To Coach Meyer, and um, they had a squad. And um, yeah, my second that's, year, that's a talent. my second year, 
He lost to Ole Miss again. So he lost to Evan them again in the regular season. Oh, Evan then, must just kill you on that. He, we don't, he actually doesn't mention it much. No. He let me slide. And, um, he just so, knows. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so that was our only loss that year. We went on to win the national championship. And then my last year, my junior year, we didn't lose until the championship game. Okay, lost gotcha. To so three, lo- three losses? Right, yeah. Three losses. When, yeah. Well, when you lose very often, you remember. Yeah. Uh, best NFL moment. Oh. One stands out to me. Does it have to be a game or can it just be like just after my after my my rookie year after we went and played at Pittsburgh the playoff game? Okay, we came back here and like all the fans yeah. had like gathered in the stadium. Sure. Like after we after the plane landed and we came back here to get in our cars to get ready to get home and the the, the it was there was yeah. fans in the stadium and we went in the stadium and just had a moment. I remember Jalen Ramsey grabbing the mic and talking yeah, yeah. some crazy stuff <laughs> and um. That was a that was a that was a special moment just because of the 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 gravity of the moment. We're headed to the um, AFC Championship. It's just uh, that was a, the team, the guys, all the guys on the team. That was just that was that was probably one of my favorites. That and we played Seattle here my rookie year, and we beat them yeah. here in the night game. That was pretty fun too. That was cool. Yeah. Cam, I always enjoy it. Can't thank you enough on on a busy week, a tough week for joining us. Uh, as always, thanks for joining the Ozone Podcast. I appreciate it.